Good morning, church. How are we all doing this morning? Good. Come on, shall we all stand together if you're able? I want to sing a song this morning called The Father's House. We sang it last week, and it's quite a new one. But we just want to invite him in today. We want to worship him with everything we've got. So come on, let's sing together. Sometimes on this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. What looks to me like weakness is a canvas for your strength. My story isn't over. My story's just begun. Failure won't define me. That's what my father... Come on, if you believe it, sing it. Failure won't define me. That's what my father does. Ooh, lay your burdens down. Ooh, here in the Father's house, check your shame at the door. Cause it ain't welcome anymore. Ooh, you're in the Father's house. Arrival's not the end game, the journey's where you are. You never wanted perfect. You just wanted my heart And the story isn't over If the story isn't good Failure's never final When the Father's in them Come on! The failure's never final When the Father's in the room on the move when the father's in the room prison doors fling wide the dead come to life love is on the move when the father's in come on miracles take place miracles take place the cynical find love is breaking through when the father's in the room the Jericho walls Jericho Strongholds now are shaking. Love is breaking through where the father's in the room.
time of the service where we have the kids and we give the kids a chance to worship in their own way so kids if you want to jump on your feet Natalie's going to come down as well and she's going to do the actions for the kids song but this morning it's called peace like a river so parents by the way that doesn't uh, mean that you can't join in give yourselves a chance just worship free who, who wants peace who wants peace who wants love who wants joy well, it says that in this song, and if we all want it, let's sing it, yeah? Come on, we're going to sing together. Two, three, four. Let's see him higher. Well, let's go. Sing next. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain in my soul. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain in my soul. Receive it. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain in my soul. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy like a fountain. I've got peace, love, and joy fountain in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in 
Hallelujah. Yeah, praise the wonderful name. you up this morning, church. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Are you glad to be here this morning? No, come on, are you glad to be here this morning? Normally I would say, turn around and shake someone's hand, but I'm not going to say that, so turn around and say, good to see you. If you're here with us this morning for the first time, we give you a huge warm welcome. Please enjoy the service here at New Beginnings. If you're watching online for the first time, welcome home again. Enjoy the service. If you want to connect with us, can you please go across, obviously after the service, to nbcc.online or nbcc.life. There you'll see a I'm New card. If you just fill that in, then with your details, we'll be able to keep in contact with you to let you know what's happening here at the church. I'm out of breath. I'm always out of breath singing these kids' songs. They wreck me like... Get, who said that? <laughs> Pat's not as old as you, brother. So uh, who was here at Life Group Wednesday? There was a few here in Life Group. Listen, awesome time. The guys had a great time here Wednesday night at our Life Group. It's really good to regather, to reconnect. Uh, we can't do the small groups at home, but we can meet here uh, collectively. So listen, Wednesday, no, no, sorry, not this Wednesday. This Wednesday coming 7.30 is our prayer. Who believes in prayer? Who believes in corporate prayer, the power of corporate prayer? Well, if you believe that, 7.30 this coming Wednesday, we're going to gather here in the house to pray. We're going to worship. He doesn't know yet, but he's going to, he's going to sing a couple of songs here on Wednesday. And we're going to pray and seek God's face because, listen, corporate prayer works. Uh, and and if, if you believe in prayer, let's see you here on Wednesday at 7.30. Uh, where, where, where am I going with these announcements? So don't you know who I am anymore? It's crazy. <laughs> Do you know, guys, if anyone... <laughs> Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Linda used to give the announcements here. But now she doesn't. And now I try and stumble through them. Nobody, I think, has suffered more with COVID than our kids. Being pulled out of school, being stuck in the house or the garden for six months, it's difficult. But we want our kids to have the worst of experience that we have here. So our kids' work will be resuming the first Sunday in October. So if you can just prepare for that, get your kids psyched up about that, spread the word that the kids' ministries will start here again on the first Sunday in October at uh, 10.30 for the young people. So uh, they'll go out with Miss Natalie. Where's your hand, Miss Natalie? Give them a wave and a wave. And her team, they'll look after our young people during the service I'll be meeting soon, this, this coming week, hopefully, with the, with the team of the, for, for the youth to see when the youth will be restarted again and uh, to get them back in because it's been difficult for young people as well going through the, the, the pandemic, being stuck at home, not being able to see their friends and so forth and so forth. So we're anxious to get the young people's ministries and the kids' ministries and the seniors' ministries up and running as soon as possible. So please keep your eye on social media and on the website and your email inbox for more information about that. Moving swiftly forward. Pat Fawcett, a refuneral will be held on Wednesday, the 30th of the month. Now, if you want to go, can I please ask you to maybe contact the family and see if there's space for you because at the moment only allowed 30 people uh, to attend the funeral. So if you really want to go, then please contact the family uh, yourself to see if there's space for you. Just to remind you, the toilets are closed. 
They are closed, closed, closed. But in the case of an emergency, you can use a disabled toilet only. Uh, please follow the arrows on the floor and try and keep the one-way system going uh, as best as possible. You'll also notice out there, if you came in the back door, I'll, I'll explain at the end, but if you came in the back door, you must leave this door. If you came in the front door, you must leave at the door at the rear uh, to get you back to follow the one-way system to keep everybody safe. It's good to see people. It's just good to see people. Looking back, I can see the white of your eyes. It's lovely. You're so handsome and beautiful. <laughs> Amen. We're going to stand to your feet. We're going to worship. Lift up the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of all Lords. Let me pray. Father, we love you. We're here because we love you. We're here because we want a supernatural encounter, Father, with you here this morning. Don't let us leave the same. Let us leave renewed and transformed by the power of your word, Father. Let our, let our worship be acceptable to you, Father. Take away all distracting thoughts that might hinder us worshiping you here today, Lord. I know there's some of us going through some hard stuff, difficult times ahead of us and behind us, and we're going through some stuff right now. But, Father, for the next 30 minutes to an hour, let's, Lord, just take away those distractions that we just might worship you because you are worthy to be praised. Father, have your way in people's lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's stand, everyone. Let's worship. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Oh, my God will never fail. No, my God will never. Come on, let's declare this in faith. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. We believe it. We believe it, Lord. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he No, I'm not backing down from any giants. For I know how this story is. Oh, yes, I know how this story
You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turned it for good You turned it for good Oh, You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turned it for good Yes, you did, Father you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it. That's what your word promises. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs, we believe it, Lord, we receive it, a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to you, Lord, I'm going to see a victory, I'm going to see a victory, for the that today church that he transforms our lives he brings us from death to life from darkness to light he's a good God come on let's honor him today let us honor him come on let us lift our praise to him who believes he's worthy who believes he's good who believes he deserves every aspect of adoration and honor this morning now and forever come on would we begin to sing Christ is my reward because that is what he is he is our reward so come on let us join together today and sing
what's coming, church. It's all about you, Jesus. 
Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, Father, it's all about you, Jesus.
all about you. We place you at the center, at the center, be the center. Jesus, you are so good, you are so mighty, you are so worthy. You only do what no one else can do. Take my life and have it all, Jesus. Come and have it all. Come on, just give it him. Lay it down this morning at his feet. At the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross. Lay it all at his feet. Lay it all at his feet. Take it all, Father. Take it all. I'll bring you more than a song. You deserve more than a song. I'll bring you more than a song.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, isn't that God good? Amazing worship this morning. Amazing. You know you're getting unfit when you have to catch your breath before you preach. Woo. Say God is good. You know, just before the restrictions were lifted for churches to regather, I was doing a, a series on the present-day ministry of the Lord Jesus. We stopped for a couple of weeks because there was some other stuff that I wanted to get into you. But if you don't mind, I'm going to finish that wee series here this morning. And we shared how we need to learn what the Lord Jesus did for us when he was on the earth. How he lived his life, how he fulfilled the law, how he practiced the word of God, how he was our example. Say amen to that church. See, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, it tells us that Jesus literally became the expression of God while he was here on the earth. He was expressing God to humanity. We need to learn what he did for us on the cross. He became sin for us on the cross. Say amen to that church. The entire chapter of Isaiah 53 came to, came to pass, came into being on the cross. How Jesus became a man of sorrows on the cross. How he took our sins. How he took our pains. How he took our sickness. How he took our sorrows. He took our place. And I thank God that after that, he was raised from the dead and he ascended on high and he placed his own blood on the mercy seat and he, and, 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 and he redeemed us. And now Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father right now. Do you see when Stephen was being stoned as the first martyr, the Bible says that he lifted up his eyes and heaven was opened up to him and he said he saw, he says, behold, I see the Son of God seated at the right hand of power. And so the Lord Jesus is seated at the right hand of power. He's, he's, he's the Lord High Priest of the church. He's ruling over things. The kingdom's been placed into his hands. So we've been looking at his ministry in 2020. You know, all you hear over Facebook and over social media is, where's God during 2020? Where's God been during this first three quarter of 2020? Where is he? And they're saying stuff like, oh, we just don't know how the church is going to recover. We just don't know how things is ever going to return to normal. They're saying things like, the church is never going to be the same again. Listen, God's not up in heaven. God's not up in heaven going, calling a, a special meeting with, with Jesus and the Holy Ghost saying, oh man, what are we going to do about this coronavirus? We've never seen this coming. What are we going to do? We're going to have to do things differently. We're going to have to change things up a wee bit. That's not what he's doing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If the church's vision and the church's mission has cannot stand up against this puny pandemic, then the vision wasn't from God in the first place. God never changes. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't just stop when he sat, when he sat down. He's, he's the Lord High Priest of the church. We need to stop living in fear. 
We looked at the Lord Jesus being the high priest of our confession. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. See, your words are the ink that's on his pen. Your words are the paint that's on his brush. And right now, the Lord Jesus is painting your words for you by the words that you speak out of your mouth. If you're confessing healing, if you're confessing I'm healed in Jesus' name, then healing is being painted on your life. If you're confessing I'm delivered, then he's painting deliverance on your life. If you're confessing I'm prosperous, then he's prospering your life. If you're confessing, I'm an overcomer. Everybody say, I'm an overcomer. Say it like you mean it. I'm an overcomer. Then he's creating the fruit of your lips. In other words, he can't paint anything on the canvas of your life if he doesn't have any paint to put on his brush. He's painting your world for you. Give him some paint. He's writing your life for you. Give him some ink. What is ink? What is the paint? It's the words that you speak out of your mouth. The more you confess the word, the more that will happen in your life. He's the high priest of your words. He's also the high priest of the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 9 to 10. It says, in this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest. And he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. And God designated him to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. See, in Genesis chapter 14, Melchizedek, he, he meets Abraham after Abraham's coming back from the slaughter of the kings. And Abraham gives him a tenth. He gives him a tithe of everything that he got. And the Bible says that Melchizedek blessed him. So we find that Jesus is the high priest of the order of Melchizedek. So just like Melchizedek received tithes from Abraham and blessed him, Jesus Christ, our high priest, receives our tithes and our offerings and he blesses us. Jesus is Lord and high priest over your finances. Say amen to that church. And if you put your money into his hands... He knows how to make it multiply. You put your money in his hands, he knows how to bless you. You put your money in his hands, he knows how to get you through. Say amen. Got no water. Got no water. It's, it's okay, Linda. I can't see. Where is it? Here, her water. Would you ever? I wouldn't deprive you, love. It's okay, Linda, darling. Please, thank you so much. I'm parched. What is, let's encourage Linda, shall we? Come on. She's amazing. Where was her? Yeah. Overcomer. She's more than just high priest of all these things. He's also, according to scripture, our mediator. Everybody say mediator. That was a couple of people. Everybody say mediator. Let's just go back to the Old Testament just for, just for a few moments. It's in Job chapter 9, it's, he says, If I wash myself with soap water and cleanse my hands with soap, yet you will plunge me into the pit 
and my own clothes will abhor me. The Amplified Version says this, If I wash myself with soap and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you will plunge me into the ditch, and my own clothes will abhor me and refuse to cover so foul a body. What, what's he saying there? Well, he's talking about his approach to God. He's saying that it doesn't matter how much I wash my clothes. It, it, it doesn't matter how much I, I, I clean out my life. It, it doesn't matter how awesome I think I am. It doesn't matter how brilliant and amazing I think that I am. Thank you, Linda. It doesn't matter what I think. He's saying, if I try and come before God, then you will cast me down. And even the clothes that I wash, that I try to put back on again, will not cover so foul a body. <coughs> then Job says, for he is not a man as I am, that I may answer him, and that we should go to court together. Nor is there any mediator between us who may lay his hands on us both. See, Job is realizing that he's got a problem. Will he get a drink? He's realizing that he's got a problem. He's realizing that God is God and Job's not. See, Job was a man who was contaminated by sin. Job was a man who was separated from God. Job had no legal approach to God. And he's saying, I don't have any link. I don't have any link between me and the Father. I don't have anybody to stand in the middle. I don't have a go-between. He realized that he needed somebody to stand in the center. He needed somebody to help him get to God. He needed that. And Job says, my problem is this. I cannot get myself clean enough to approach God. So I need somebody, I need a mediator to stand between me and God because I can't do it. He says, I need somebody to stand between, somebody who can communicate to God what I need to communicate and he can also represent God back to me again. You see, there was a missing link that was between God and man. You see, when Adam died spiritually by disobeying God, he was separated from the Father. See, God's trying to bless man, and man's trying to get to God, but, but there's a gap in between. Something was broken. We need somebody to represent us with God and somebody to represent God with us. You see, people try to get to God by doing good works, but you can't. People try to get to God by coming to church, but you can't. People try to get to God through their own, their own efforts, but they can't. People try and get to God by, doing, by being a good dad or a good mom or, or by giving lots of money to charity, but you can't. You cannot get to God through your own efforts. Hebrew chapter 9, verse 9 to 11, it says, So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of the created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciousness. 
from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people. So that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under the first covenant. See guys... Jesus willfully gave himself to the cross. Willfully. He bore our sins. He, he bore our punishment. He bore our judgments. And then God raised him up and he ascended up into heaven and he placed his blood on the mercy seat of God and obtained eternal redemption for both you and for me. Everybody say amen. amen. And he became the Lord high priest of the good things to come. The Lord high priest of our confession. The Lord high priest of our finances. But he's more than that. He became the missing link between God and man. Jesus is the mediator. He's the, he's the go-between. What does mediator mean? It means somebody who can represent both parties. Church, thank God there's a high priest in heaven today. And that's Jesus Christ. Why do you think he's called Jesus Christ? Ever ask yourself that simple? I mean, why is he called Jesus Christ? Well, Jesus is his humanity and Christ is his deity. When he's representing God, he's Christ. When he's representing us, he's Jesus. You are represented in heaven by Jesus Christ himself. Let that sink in for a second. You're represented in heaven by Jesus Christ himself. He knows what you're going through. Anyone going through some stuff now? He knows what you're going through. Because he's gone through it. Jesus knows betrayal. He knows what it is to be hungry. He knows what it is to be tired. He knows what it is to have to have your finances being met. He knows these things. All you got to do is read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Everything you and I go through, Jesus was tempted. He was tempted by his family turned against him. He was tempted sitting on a well, thirsty and tired. He was tempted with weariness. He was tempted by the devil to turn and turn on God. Whatever you're going through right now, Jesus understands. I can assure you of that. Because he had to deal with the same situations. We don't have this high priest who's not touched by our feelings and our infirmities. He was tempted in all areas like we are yet without sin. He can help you through it. He's not only our mediator, he's also our intercessor. Everybody say intercessor. Listen to Hebrews 7, verse 23 to 25. It says, there were many priests under the old system, for death had prevented them from remaining in office. Therefore he is able. Therefore he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Jesus is 
He's not just a high priest, church. That's there to help us. He's our, he's our intercessor. Now, in the original Greek, the word translated intercession is a technical term for approaching a king. In other words, an intercessor is somebody who approaches a king on behalf of another person. And Jesus is constantly going before the throne of God to plead our case for us, to give us entrance and access into the Holy of Holies so that we can partake in everything that God has for us to partake in. He's praying for us to have an audience with the Father. That's just awesome. Jesus, our high priest, has opened up a line of communication with our heavenly Father and all of creation. We cannot approach God in any other way except through his Son. It doesn't matter what any other religion has to say. We cannot approach God any other way. See, all heaven knows that name. That's why Jesus says in Mark 16, he says, And these signs will follow them who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. There's power in the name of Jesus. That deserves an amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. When you pray in that name, you have got heaven's attention. You get an audience with the king. Say amen to that, folks. But here's the thing. He's also our advocate. Listen to what John writes in 1 John. He says, my dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you'll not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only for our sins, but the sins of all the world. Hallelujah. See, the word advocate means lawyer. It means lawyer. The one who pleads our case. The one who fights our cause. Now, not so long ago, I watched a, a true story, a film, about a father whose kids were taken away from him because his wife left him for another man. And the Irish child services just assumed that the man was unfit to be a dad, so they took his kids away from him. And at the end of the film, the man was in court, and they were, he was fighting. He was fighting to get his children back, and the prosecutor would stand up and bring all kinds of evidence condemning the father. But then his lawyer would stand up and counteract what the prosecutor is saying by bringing his own Exhibit A and Exhibit B and all that stuff and his own evidence to show that he'd be a good father. Anyway, at the end of the film, he got his children back, and... Irish legal history was made. Well, you see, when your prosecutor comes against you, that old serpent, that old uh, accuser of the brethren, that dirty rat, and he says in the heavenly court, oh, you want to look at him? Look at he's doing, look at she's doing, look at he's saying, look at she's saying. They're lying and they're stealing and they're, and, and, and they're gossiping and they call themselves Christians, they're pathetic. Well, Jesus, he puts on his, never worry about the wee babies. They're fine. The babies are fine. Jesus. When the accuser of the brethren says that to you, Jesus puts on his lawyer's robes and he says, Father, let me just present to you exhibit A, the holes in my hands, the holes in my feet, and the hole in my side. Let me present exhibit B, my blood. 
Exhibit C, the stripes on my back. In other words, when the believer is tempted and messes up, who messes up? Tell the truth. Who messes up? Come on, show me your hands. Who mess? Who screws things up every now and then? Wave your feet as well, people. But when we mess up and we get things wrong, then the Father declares Isaiah 1, 18. And he says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be white as wool. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then 1 John 1 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus. Now listen, don't misinterpret me this morning. That's not an excuse to sin. It's not an excuse to sin. If you're thinking to yourself, well, do you know what? I'm, I'm saved. I'm forgiven. My sins, my past, my present, my future sins are all, are all gone. And they, and they are. But if you tell yourself, well, I can go and live how I want. I can think how I want and act how I want and go out drinking and do all kinds of stuff and have sex with whoever I want to. Yeah, and then come to church and say, hey, forgive me. If that's how you're thinking, you're going to find yourself in a whole lot of trouble. He's the Lord High Priest of the church. He's the Lord High Priest of the good things to come. He's the Lord High Priest of our confession. He's the Lord High Priest of our finances. He's our mediator. He's our intercessor. He's our advocate church. And I know we're going through some stuff right now. But listen, Jesus Christ is still on the throne. Say amen to that. Coronavirus hasn't defeated him. He's not scared of coronavirus. He's not in glory wearing a mask. This too, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And the church will always be victorious. And we will come out at the end of this. I tell you, more people will be saved than ever before. Listen, we got to believe it in the name of Jesus. Do you love Jesus this morning? No, listen, do you really love Jesus this morning? Then stand up to your feet. We're going to worship him because he's worthy to be praised. He's the king of kings and the Lord of all lords. Listen, don't be getting unexcited. Everybody shout Jesus. Come on, listen, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Go ahead, guys. Lord, you're good. 
who could imagine so great a mercy what heart could fathom such boundless grace the god of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my come on the cross is spoken cross has spoken i am forgiven the king of kings calls me if you're a child of god lift your voice today beautiful savior i'm yours forever jesus christ Come 
Life has no claim on me. Salvation has set me free. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, our living hope. Amen. He's not in the grave. He's alive. He's yeah. alive in you. He's alive in me. He's alive He's in indeed. this place. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Hallelujah. is alive. The grave couldn't hold him. Hallelujah. Oh, what a, what a joy to be in God's presence. Our living hope. Jesus is alive and he's alive forevermore. So when we leave this place, we have Jesus in our hearts because he's alive. Hallelujah. Let us take him with us wherever we go. Let us bless other people and let us find salvation in his name. God bless you. Keep you safe. Have a great week. We'll see you back here on Wednesday and back next Sunday. And the Lord mightily bless you. Remember, he's alive. Yes. Amen. Yes. Can I also just say, just please remain in your seats. And Linda will let you out aisle by aisle just so there's no cross-contamination. Uh, so thank you for that. And then came the morning. Seal the promise, your very body is began to breathe out of the silence. The roaring light declared the rain has no claim on me. Jesus Lord.